0: Welcome to Enterprise Radio, the signature show of the Enterprise Podcast Network, featuring some of the most prominent business professionals in the world today. And now your host, Eric Dye. This is Eric Dye, and once again, welcome to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Well, today on the program, we're speaking with Rahul Bansali, the managing partner and co-founder of Formation Ventures Engineering. FVE is a venture capital firm with their own proprietary incubator designed to help companies grow and become more successful. Their focus in the healthcare market is Unparalleled. And Mr. Bonsali, thanks for joining us here today.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much for your time and uh, glad to be here.
0: Now you're more than welcome. We're more certainly looking forward to hearing more about you and also FVE. So for starters, if you would, explain what you do and how Formation Ventures Engineering is different from other venture capital organizations.
1: Yeah, good question. We're We're different in that, you know, the way venture capital has typically worked, and you've seen this over the last, you know, 30 years more pronounced than you've seen in other places is it's resulted in uh kind of this this you know this secret amongst venture capitalists which is uh it's it's not so secret but it's you know we don't really talk about it so much which is 90% of the companies in venture capital have failed and only 10% deliver exits and 1% of those of uh, of all the companies that venture capital invests in deliver 60% of the returns what we found is that there are reasons why that's happening and there's a whole host of them you know i think a big part of it is um you know a lot of venture capital is uh you know is making an investment into great companies great teams great founders and then that's about it you know a little bit of value add but not a lot of building alongside and what i found is that uh that model is uh you know it's It's not the way that we like to do things. What we do is really different. We call ourselves venture engineers. And venture engineering has a whole lot to it that makes it really different. But I think what it really comes down to is that we're cradling every investment that we make we're pre-planning the exits that we've got with the acquirers that we know and then we're reverse engineering the building process towards that pathway and we're building the teams from the outside in we're very similar to a startup studio we're different in a few kind of key aspects Um, as we build these companies we are truly people-centered and a lot of people say i'm people-centered and we build you know, we build for teams, but when we say we're people-centered, we are psychologically and humanly involved with being people-centered. And what that means is kind of three core things, um, you know, values, and I can speak to those in a second, the way that we build and uh, the type of people that we place into those teams. So on values, everything we do has to have a massive financial uh, upside opportunity. And like two sides of a coin, it must also have a massive reduction in human suffering. Those two have created an upward spiral for us because we get, you know, we're we're so locked in to making sure that is the case that uh, for years people have been seeing our, you know, we put our money where our mouth is. Everything that we do, every step that we've taken has got those elements built into it. And uh, and for that reason, a lot of people come on and they want to work with us. A lot of startup founders want to work with us. But the third value is the value that I think is the most important. And that value is we make sure that our founding scientists have founder level equity at the point of exit. And, uh, and frankly, I've seen, you know, over the last 40, 50 years, I believe that scientists have been shafted from, uh, on the equity side when it comes to building companies and the companies that they've had a major impact in building. Uh, when it comes to equal financial opportunity, equal financial gain in the value that they've created. And so we structure our investments, our exit plans, and the way that we invest in our companies, the stakes that we take, the valuations that we work with, everything to make sure that at the point of exit, those founders, those founding scientists have got founder level equity at the point of exit. They've got significant stakes. Um, like I mentioned, you know, the second big point that makes us different is the fact that we build in a very different way and uh, we build in a very humble way. So when we build a company, we find a game changing technology out in the world, usually with a, a scientist that's coming from um, grandfathered institution, university, or our own network. What we do is we go through a very humble truth seeking process, and that's 100 to 200 conversations where we go in and we do the grinding work and we fund the time and energy necessary to do that work to then find out the truth of that technology and how it would play out in a market. And we ask very simple questions uh, to people, which is how does this technology have an impact on you, your patients? Have you seen something like this work in the world? Have you seen something like this not work in the world? Who else should know about it? And through that, we find black swan like insights that have happened. It's happened new, numerous times that we've ended up getting these kind of insights that have a powerful impact on how products are built and how companies are shaped. And then the third value about how the third kind of you know item that makes us very different from venture capital is the types of team members that we place into these teams. And we have two types of team members. One is a venture engineer, is an experienced company builder. They know how to build companies. They mitigate funding risk. They mitigate uh, company execution risk. And then the second person that we put in is a true high EQ person who's there from the very beginning to the point of exit. And we call them navigators. And these are people who specialize, not, you know, they understand the business space they've been in, they've been in the, in the general field, but what their real skills are, are on dialogue facilitation and facilitation amongst founders, because the whole reason that I think, uh, and my partners think that bad decisions are made and companies lose money and don't fulfill the promise that they truly have. Uh, one of the biggest driving reasons for this is fear within management teams. And fear translates into bravado, it translates into into making decisions that are not you know, optimal Into um, into seeing things not as they are. And so navigators are there to facilitate dialogue amongst partners uh, and management team members to make sure that if we are seeing something it's getting the light of day within those conversations and that we're working past that fear and they're trained in socratic like, uh, type dialogue to make sure that they have the skills needed to then really uh, to extract reality from fear
0: well, I certainly do appreciate the thorough response there and getting further into what it is that you do and also what sets you apart in the marketplace. Good stuff. Now, Rahul, how did you get into this area and what is your background? Give us some brief details there.
1: Uh, so I was born in the States. I moved to India when I was 13. Uh, my family built a ton of uh, you know, heavy industrial businesses in India. So I kind of grew up around this, uh, built things from scratch mindset, my, you know, um, my, my father's a serial entrepreneur. I've got a lot of entrepreneurs in the family. Uh, these are good lessons that I've learned kind of growing up. Um, and so when I went to Penn State, left in finance international business, I went to RBC Capital Markets. I think somewhere inside me, I always knew that uh, even though I love the math and I loved working on one of the largest hedge fund portfolios in the world, uh, running uh, as part of this team that was running risk on those, on those portfolios, I, I think internally, I always knew that I, I wanted to start companies. And that is what led me to go to Babson, uh, top entrepreneurship school in the world um, uh, for a number of years running. So, I did my MBA there uh, the one year and then halfway through, I said, I want to start my first business. So, I did. It was a commodity consulting firm between the Philippines, India, Chile, and the States. Had a lot of fun doing it. I saw a lot of good upside. uh, Learned a lot of lessons on the downside of that too. And still walked away positive, but I... Uh, I think the biggest lessons that I learned from that were how to manage myself internally and how to make sure that I'm making decisions that are based on reality, right? And not on, um, you know, not on the swings of, uh, not on the positive swings, not on the negative swings. And so uh, that got me thinking I I should really look into something else. So I got into power plants, um, helped uh, fund some power plants, work on the breakdown of some power plants and it was around this time that I was a pretty serious I started, you know, pretty serious uh, meditation practice and I think that got me really thinking uh, very differently it changed the fundamentals of the way my mind worked um, and you'll see this you know a lot of uh, a lot of investment professionals will speak to the power of of having a daily meditation practice and its impact on creating clarity of mind and the capacity to um Uh, to think in ways that you typically wouldn't otherwise think. And that's exactly what happened to me. I I did a pretty intense meditation course, and then I've been meditating ever since I was 24 since then. That had an impact on me um, deciding that I don't want to do anything that doesn't have the massive financial gain opportunity, but also a massive reduction of human suffering. Uh, That's become a core tenet of of what we're doing here at the fund. And uh, I started the first home delivery of organic food company in India. Uh, It was profitable in six months. I actually built it for my mom um and uh, i felt so good doing it that i said i want to do more of this and so i went out to new york uh, joined up with a couple of co-founders and we built a company that uh, has a sensor technology that can read the motions on the body of a worker and uh, predict injuries before they happen and it cuts injuries down by about half in some of the most injured places in the country and I said, well, this feels pretty good. And I realized now I only have a handful of companies in my life that I could do if I build companies on a linear basis. So I wanna do them on a concurrent basis. And I wanna take these lessons learned about being able to see being able to see this vision realized. And I wanna take those and um, put them into a framework that can build multiple companies that follow these principles. And I came together with a few other partners who, you know, in their own careers have, uh, you know, have gone through these same tri- kind of very similar trials, tribulations, and come to the same conclusions. And coming together, we've been able to produ- you know, create something that's pretty phenomenal.
0: Yeah, that is tremendous. And your backstory is great as well. And since you have walked a mile in your client's shoes, no doubt, how is your experience different from that experience which you are giving those you invest in?
1: So it's not just me, right? I mean, I've I've directly experienced how venture capital functions. And, you know, I've had a lot of great VCs invest in me. I've a lot of great investors kind of join me in the companies I've built prior to. What I've realized is that the fundamentals of that industry, um they don't necessarily produce the best outcomes. And you'll see this. I mean, Global Startup Studio Network has published some data showing that in that venture capital backed Backed companies produce a 20 to 30 percent IRR. But startup studio backed companies produce 50% or greater IRRs and they hit their milestones in half the time. And it's for really obvious reasons. It's that the, the people who are coming together to build the funding mechanism, these startup studios, uh, you know they're, they've got expertise, they've built stuff before, they've got really good visibility into what's happening in markets, and they built and they built to what the markets need. And they've got the experience to to back up to back these things up. And so, like I said, we're in the category much more of venture studios than we are in than we are in kind of standard venture capital. And so, um, you know, what we offer to our our founders is uh, is that full suite of of uh, of what startup studios offer to their companies, which is we come in and building those teams, we help them. Uh, understand the venture engineering process. We fund them to do that venture engineering process. We find the team members that are going to have that big impact. Um, But, you know, I'd say if there's any one thing that we do that's more than anything else, is that when we go through that venture engineering process and we have those hundreds of conversations and we guide um, these teams through that, What comes out of that are management team members, potential acquirers, potential partners, and then we get in the weeds with them and we help them structure deals and build partnerships and find, you know, uh, potential acquirers, um, bring on those right team members that come out of that process, so that they are the type of people and the type of partners that are going to have the biggest impact on uh, making sure that this science effectively meets the market and uh, you know what we found kind of time and again across our portfolio companies is that the process works you know we've got uh, we've got a little we've got uh, uh, nine portfolio companies and we've seen over half of them have already had you know serious conversations with um uh, uh with potential acquirers with uh, with major strategic partners um You know we've seen some really amazing progress uh, in terms of taking their science to the market, so we're really thrilled about where this is going.
0: yeah, no doubt on that, and uh, really appreciate your time with us here today and introducing formation Ventures engineering today we're speaking with Rahul Bonzali, the managing partner and co-founder of formation Ventures Engineering, a venture capital firm with their own proprietary incubator designed to help companies grow and become more successful here on Enterprise Radio, a part of e p n The Enterprise Podcast Network. Now, continuing on, what are the characteristics of a company, product, or team that you actually look for to potentially invest in?
1: What we're looking for is game-changing technology. And if there's any, you know, if there's anything that we're looking for more than others, is we're looking to work with the principal investigators directly, the folks that are actually producing great science, and getting in with them and really working with them and saying, well, what is it that you're building? And if that technology were to, um, you know, that technology could have some major applications and actually help the lives of people, what would be necessary in terms of that technology? uh, What would be the the slight development changes necessary in order to make sure that it gets to people as fast as possible? And we help with that. Um, You know, my team, uh, you know, we're... uh, you know, my my partners are all industry veterans. Uh, they've built a bunch of companies, got a ton of patents under their, you know, on their uh, with their fingerprints on them. You know, we will get and we will get together and work with the principal investigators and say, well, hey, this phenomenal technology you've created. If we add this to it and we cross pollinate with some other technologies in the market, we can actually create something that is with the baseline of your technology can get to patients and people and start solving real problems within a fraction of the time we would have otherwise thought and we can uh we can get it to uh we can get it to help you know other businesses more rapidly do drug discovery we can help um we can help the uh, you know we can help find you know pathways for this to then Uh, treat patients all over the world more effectively um you know too often technologies are just sitting there fallow in universities and grant-funded institutions in the united states alone 95 percent of university technologies are just gathering dust they're not out there on the market they're not they're not solving problems and they're not generating revenue and uh and financial benefit for the scientists that have created them so what we would like to do is work with those scientists and say no we can we can actually help you turn this into something that will do that will be in the world solve real problems and generate awesome financial outcomes for you as the principal investigator you know ultimately we would love to see that the all stars are the scientists uh, who created these uh, these great technologies, and they're the ones who are celebrated, um, as opposed to anybody else. Well, I
0: got to tell you, we're certainly thankful for what you do in the space and for joining us on behalf of Formation Ventures Engineering. One last question for you before you go: Obviously, you've worked on both sides of the VC table. Can you tell me what you learned from your VC experiences and how they have impacted Formation Ventures Engineering?
1: The uh, that's a great question. I think. You know, my experiences have been, um, you know, I th- I'd say the biggest thing is I have directly seen how a vision for doing things differently can turn into a, uh, into a tangible, palpable reality. And I've seen that happen so many times where I've been in the room just visioneering, and then a few years later, after a lot of work and a lot of real, a lot of good strategy, that vision that was just an idea of people talking around a room translates into something that is having real impact on real lives, cutting injuries down by half, having a massive impact on getting pure foods to people. Uh, you know, we've been doing this with a bunch of other companies in agriculture and tech, a number of technology spaces. What I think, um, uh, you know, what I would love to do is capture that essence and make sure that funding mechanisms are not standing in the way or hurting that process in any way, but are accelerating it to the fullest potential that they could truly do it. And that's that's really why I'm doing what I'm doing here. That's why my partners are doing what we're doing here.
0: Mr. Bonzali, certainly a pleasure to have had you on the program. It's quite impressive what you've been able to accomplish in your professional career as well as Formation Ventures Engineering. If listeners wanted to tap into this or to get further details online, where's the best place to do so?
1: Check out our website, formationve.com. We've got a lot of info kind of popping up there. We're actually building up our socials, so we're going to have a lot more that people can can tag into. We've got um, Instagram kind of building up and join us on LinkedIn. So, you know, we've got news that always uh, comes out when uh, uh, it hits those areas first.
0: And, of course, listeners, as always, we'll include these links within the show notes of this broadcast for your convenience. Again, Mr. Bonzali, all the best, and thanks so much for joining us here today on Enterprise
1: Radio. Thank you so much.
0: Again, we've been speaking with Mr. Rahul Bonzali, the managing, partner, and co-founder of Formation Ventures Engineering, a venture capital firm with their own proprietary incubator designed to help companies grow and become more successful. And for all the details, visit FormationVE.com. Com. And this is Eric Dye, and you've been listening to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Tune into our live location as we are streaming live 24-7 around the world at epodcastnetwork.com forward slash live. You can also find our live stream on iTunes Radio and TuneIn Radio, as well as the TuneIn Radio app for your listening convenience. And as always, we thank you for your support and for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Enterprise Radio. To subscribe to more of our programming, visit epodcastnetwork.com. This is the E-Podcast Network.